It's a rock and roll bedtime stories bonus episode. I'm Brian, and you know this week we put up an episode about Bob Dylan and his motorcycle accident that maybe did, maybe didn't happen. And Murdoch and I got very distracted talking about how Bob Dylan just seems to have basically trolled the world for most of his 60-year career. He's always sort of in on a joke that only he knows about. It sort of feels like we're all on the outside looking in, and everything is hilarious to him. And uh, so we mentioned that, and then we heard from you guys, and we got a a lot of response, and we appreciate that. We are the story guys at gmail.com. So I've got our executive producer, Leif, on the phone. And and Leif, you've got some more stories that are coming in and some stories that you've dug up around this idea of of Dylan being the ultimate troll in rock and roll. So tell me what you've found out since the show aired earlier this week. One of my favorite stories that I've, that I read this week was um, back in back in about 2006, 2007, uh, there was this really, really rich private school in Los Angeles that this old weird guy kept on showing up to the elementary school and bringing his guitar and playing these weird songs for these kids. But nobody at the nobody at the school invited this guy, and nobody understood why this guy kept on showing up. They said he just looked weird, looked like a homeless guy. And come to find out, it was Bob Dylan coming to sing to his grandson, <laughs> Jacob's kid, Jacob's son. He just wanted, he just decided he wanted to to come and just sing some songs for his so- grandson, which is a perfectly sweet and awesome thing. But when you ha- when you look like Bob Dylan and that little wispy mustache that he has, I mean, of course, you would you wouldn't you'd be worried as a parent. You'd be, you'd be worried like, as a parent. This guy? Well, I, when this got sent over to me, I I called you back and I said, Leif, I double check this, verify this, and we have verified that this because this story's like almost too good to be true but we have found several reports where this indeed was reported that the 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 funniest part about it is that most of the people involved didn't understand who he was like so the kids didn't but even like the teachers didn't like they just, this guy just keeps showing up and insisting on playing and they have no idea who's in the room yeah and i don't even know if it's trolling or if it's just Bob Dylan's living his best life. That's what I was going to say. Doing whatever he wants to do. He's just living his life, which is absolutely hilarious. So, so give me another one. What's another story that's come to the okay. surface? So you you mentioned the fact that um, you mentioned the fact that he played in Tulsa recently and never acknowledged the, the Bob Dylan yeah. Center at all. Right. Okay. So he was awarded the Nobel Prize uh, a few years back. Didn't show up to the didn't show up to the ceremony. Just wh- you know, why would he show up to the Nobel Prize ceremony right. to accept the award? I mean, that's just him. <laughs> he just he does whatever he wants to do. I, I also saw in the notes you said over that there was there's a meeting with Obama at some point in his career. Yeah, yeah, and Obama. Obama actually respected the fact of how weird it was. <laughs> Obama was talking about how I guess he got the, uh, a presidential freedom award or something like that, and he said Bob Dylan came in. He and you can see pictures of Dylan getting this, uh, getting this medal uh, awarded to him. He's wearing sunglasses in the White House, and he sing, he sang a song for about three minutes. 
and just sort of ducked out the back and was just gone. I mean, <laughs> how, I don't even know how you can duck out of the White House. But like, well, and, and Obama I, said it was perfect. I know. I read I read Obama's quote, which was basically like, I, I decided after the fact that this is how I actually would want it to be with Dylan. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want Dylan to come in, try to make small talk with me or anything. Just play blowing in the wind and then dismiss yourself or whatever song it was he played. Don't think twice, maybe. Absolutely not. You don't want to. You don't want to be like, "Hey, where did you get the inspiration for this?" Because number one, he's probably going to tell you something made up anyway. I mean, he's <laughs> a habitual liar. So, yeah, I did hear from someone who said that like he's known for not answering those questions when people ask him like what stuff's about. He's always subversive, which again is. You know, I mean, that's sort of what we want, but there's a there's an element to Dylan where he's always sort of been trolling the audience too. Like, I think I've told this story though. I don't think I told it recently. That I, when I was in high school, I went with some friends to a music festival, and Bob Dylan was headlining the final night, and we stayed all weekend. And on Sunday night, I went and camped out. I was in a Dylan phase, uh, and was very excited. To, to see this legendary guy. And so we went and camped out on his side of the music festival in Memphis, Tennessee. And I sat through sets by blues traveler, which I was excited about, but then like several sun records acts and then like war played. And then after hours of standing to get close, Bob Dylan came out and my enjoyment of the show lasted less than 10 minutes because it was incomprehensible. And I literally couldn't tell he was playing Tangled Up in Blue, which was the song I was excited about seeing, really, because I love that song, uh, until the backup singer sang that part of the song. So, I mean, he's he's always been, he does, people don't, that don't know this, he does like his own versions of songs every time. Every time he does something sort of different. And a lot of times they're in different tempos and speeds, and he's hard to understand because he's, you know, that, that sort of... Of course. Yeah. And um, so he's he's always been trolling, like... ABT always be trolling. Yeah, have have you ever heard his uh, his XM radio uh, show? Every now and then, I, I've uh, not heard that. It's called like uh, the Bob Dylan theme time radio hour, and like it's. I mean, obviously he he has some he has impeccable taste, <laughs> but it's just like him as this DJ just explaining for you know. Just in between songs, like, hey, I like this song. And you're just like, wow, this is so weird. But that's that's Dylan. He's, he, you know, he's out there. You know how in the Big Lebowski, they talked about, you know, Big Lebowski out there living for all us sinners. I mean, that's, that's Dylan. I mean, he's just out there just, you know, walking around, uh, walking around Los Angeles and Santa Monica just, like a homeless person yeah, just so, doing his thing. So that's another story that came up is that he has recently in the last 10 years or something, like almost got arrested because yes. uh, the, the police thought he was a homeless person. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This was, okay. I just, I just pulled the details. It's uh New Jersey, in 2009, he's in town for a show. He goes strolling and police officers respond to a complaint about a, quote, scruffy old man acting suspiciously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen and I've seen a lot of scruffy old men in my time <laughs> acting suspiciously. And 
I would like I would definitely be suspicious of him. So, have you heard the story about the HBO show? No. Okay, so it's it's pretty well documented that sometime in the late 90s he tried to get a show on HBO. <laughs> this makes me laugh. And so they, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know if his agents and his people got involved. So they get him this meeting with Larry Charles, who was a writer oh. on Seinfeld. Yes, yes. But equally as weird, yes. Yeah, and he'd go on to direct Borat. Uh, and yeah. there, <laughs> so he went on the Pete Holmes podcast, You Made It Weird, uh, not Dylan, Larry Charles, and told this story and said <laughs> it was... He said it was so weird. So, so weird that he's in this room with Dylan and HBO execs, and they're talking about a... This isn't like a music-centered show that he wants to do. He wants to do a slapstick comedy. Of course. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) I would love love to hear Bob Dylan do it. Maybe even do a stand-up set. Like, how, how great would that be? Uh, so another guy that you and I both admire is Todd Snyder and yes. Todd Snyder has a Dylan story. Have you ever heard the Todd Snyder Dylan story? Is it the song? Is it the one, the song about him and the Lokes? Well, he says that it's a secondhand story, but that a friend of Todd's played on the same European festival bill as Dylan. And after the show, Dylan and all the musicians had to take a ferry and he was, Dylan was surrounded by all these people and like wanted to get away from them. And so this is Todd Todd Snyder says, my friend who was sitting at the table with a chessboard walked right up to Dylan and said, Bob, we got the chessboard you wanted. And Bob saw his chance and took it. And so his buddy and Bob sat down and played chess the whole trip just so other people would leave Bob alone. (laughs) It makes sense. Like I said, you you could literally like a game of a game of truth or fiction about Bob Dylan would be the hardest thing in the world to play because you could literally make up any story and it could be totally true or it could be totally false. Now, the last time we gave you a mic on this show was for uh, an episode of Albums That Changed My Life. We talked about R.E.M. There, mm-hmm. There's a story about Bob where, and this is in the uh, the Bob Mayer book about the replacements, that the replacements were recording in the same studio in Hollywood as Dylan when they were working on under the red sky. And one day Dylan showed up at the session and mm-hmm. mayor in the book quotes the engineer Cliff Norrell uh, as saying this, he was saying, man, my kid loves you. My son's really into your band. It, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, the replacements are excited and they're like, Bob Dylan's son likes us. And Dylan goes, you guys are REM, right? <laughs> trolling the world trolling the world that's amazing yeah that's That's good so i just looked at his website and on his website for his tour it says bob dylan rough and rowdy ways worldwide tour 2021 to 2024 this guy's almost 80 and he's already planning a tour he will he will he now. will die on tour. I mean he a hundred percent will die while he's on tour. I, I don't definitely. I don't think there's any doubt about that, and I think that's the way he wants to go out. But you know, one last thing we should talk about. I mean, there's there's so many of these stories. There are stories that have been sent to us about him and Carrie Fisher 
him calling Carrie Fisher because he gets this perfume endorsement and doesn't know what to call the perfume, wants them to change the name of the perfume, so he calls Carrie Fisher for advice. Uh, there's like this whole, in one of Joni Mitchell's books, there's this thing about Joni Mitchell having to share a mic with Bob Dylan and how bad his breath is. Uh, I mean, they, it just, it goes on and on and on. But in 2009, there's this Christmas album, and I remember I was looking at the dates. I don't think Murdoch and I worked together at this, at this point, but I do remember working in a radio station in which Christmas in the heart landed. And we were all, we're all like playing it and trying to figure out if it was for real. And, and I do sort of think that Bob was just messing with us with this thing. But if you've never heard it, it's absolutely unbelievable. You, you, you are correct. It is. It's, it's not one of those things that, it doesn't get me in the Christmas mood. I can tell you that it gets me in a mood, but it's not. It's not the hang mistletoe. I can tell you that. Here's here's Hark the Herald Angels sing. Hark the Herald Angels sing. The great thing about the whole record is that it really just sounds like an SNL sketch in which someone is pretending to do a Bob Dylan Christmas album. Like, it just sounds like a bit. Like, at a certain point, he became the bit. Which is, you know, like, sort of the right move, I guess. I mean, I think the reason that you can never really get rid of Bob Dylan or hate Bob Dylan or lampoon Bob Dylan is that he's doing it to himself. Of course. Yeah, he he beats everybody to the punch. (laughs) And good for him. I mean, like I said, it's it, – man, could you could you imagine – could you imagine the conversations when the Wilburys used to record sessions and stuff like that? Oh, my God. The stories that those guys would tell, and and I'm sure all of, all they were were star- stories. They were, none of them was true. Yeah, yeah, I, unbelievable stuff. Um, if you have a Bob Dylan story that we missed, hit us up. It's uh, we are the story guys at gmail dot com. Leif, thank you for calling into the show. Uh, appreciate you keeping the the Dylan magic happening on the show this week. He is one of my favorite artists to talk about and read about and learn about, and um, I, I appreciate your help. All right, no problem.